Welcome to Mental Health as Wealth. I'm your host, Antoine Wilbine, and today we'll be talking about excuses for not starting a business. Now, a lot of times people might look at having your own business as this arduous, difficult task that, yeah, I have an ideal, I have things that I want to do, but I have these things that are blocks. Like I don't want to, I don't know anything about having my own business. I have a job. I I like getting my paycheck every other week. And one thing has nothing to do with the other. I can give a brief story about when I started Archangel Services is that I did have a full-time job. I had a full-time job as, as a therapist and I started Archangel Services in my basement. I created my own business cards and I went out and I went to different agencies and I asked them if they have any clients that I could see. I eventually landed a contract. It was small. They gave me two clients, two young men, and I began to do therapy with them. And that's how I started Archangel Services. And that one contract grew into me providing all of the therapeutic needs for that agency to start out with. And that's how it started. And what had to happen is that I I could not quit my job, of course, because I still had my lifestyle. I had family, had mortgage, had kids. I had all those things that we all have to maintain family life and our own personal life. And it wasn't about me quitting my job. It was adding more value to my family. It was adding more value to my career. And it was also something that challenged me outside of my job, my nine to five. And the greatest reward that came out of that is that I learned so many different skills I didn't learn in graduate school in regards to being a therapist, a social worker. I learned social entrepreneurship on the fly. And yes, of course, I did have to work after work. So when I would get off work, I would have to have my responsibilities as a father and a husband cutting grass, taking care of my home. But then there were also days that I would work in the evenings. I would work on weekends, Saturday and Sunday. I did home visits back then. This is you talking 2004 when I started the business. And I used to do home visits and see kids and do therapy sessions in their homes. And I used to start from the west side of Chicago and I would end up on the the south suburbs um, and I would work all day. Sometimes I would see 10 to 15 clients a day on the weekends. And then there are days during the week when I would do one or two sessions after work. And that's how I started Archangel Services. So the thing is that the excuses that people come up with about starting their own business is that they say things like, I'm too old. Older people have so much to offer the small business sector, much more than governments realize. Our leaders should do everything possible to keep a new generation of seniorpreneurs using their experience, their skills, their networks into new businesses. Me being someone who is considered middle age at this point, I feel like I still have energy of a young person, but I also have the wisdom of working for well over 30 years in my profession. So those two things mixed, having energy to be able to still give like Sometimes I work 12, 16 hour days and I'm still, you know, can go play basketball. I can still work out. I can still spend time with my my wife, my children. 
And I live the life of an entrepreneur. So those mix of wisdom and energy is also good for for starting your own business and not thinking that you're too old because you're never too old to do what you want to do with your life. I think that you have to move at your own pace. The pace of starting a business is also something that people need to look into and stop like having this, I call it like this entrepreneurial dreamland of everyone's going to be like Mark Zuckerberg and you're going to go off into this million dollar world. I think that you should move at your pace and get to your goals that works for you. Now you might have to push yourself a little bit so you can't get past that. You know, the other thing that people always talk about is that I'm too young. I'm like, I understand university graduates wanting a big company experience before they start their venture. The trouble is it's hard to leave corporate life as your career builds. Don't fall into the trap of starting a venture after your career ends. Start one in your 20s when you are at the most creative and able to take risks. If it fails, try again or seek that corporate career. Well, in that being young, I always say that you can start a business while you're in high school. So you're capable of starting a business as a kid entrepreneur, a teenager. You can start it in your early 20s. I always say that there are so many benefits that you're not going to learn in school that you can learn in being an entrepreneur and the hands-on experience of it. And it takes the fear out of it once you get older, if you start when you're young. You learn things like how to do all of your corporate management, how to do your taxes, how to interface with people in terms of sales, how to set up a standard operating procedure for something that you want to accomplish. So the thing is that starting young is also good. Then there are also benefits of you being able to like use your creativity of how to do things. Like when I started out, I had to think about how to fuse technology with client interactions. And now we are heavily into telehealth with our therapy service because we were built as a virtual company so that it allowed, allowed us to cut costs on brick and mortar. So don't think about things as I'm too young, I'm too old. You know what I mean? Just go for it. You know. And then the other thing is that people always talk about is the risk factor. What's riskier? Relying on one corporate employer who could make you redundant on a whim or working for yourself and having a dozen clients. The risk gap between corporate employment and self-employment is rapidly narrowing as full-time jobs become less secure or morph into contract or unstable part-time work. So, you know, ever since COVID and the economy had took a dramatic shift and it keeps shifting, inflation, all the different things that the turmoil that's going on in corporate America and other businesses, I would always say it's great to have a job, but it's also great to have a business. And I always say, you know, we're not going to use the word like side hustle because I don't necessarily agree with side hustle. I think side hustle is good if you're trying to like get up money for, say, a vacation or to narrow the gap in your budget because some maybe something, a mishap happened in the family. I say have a structured business that brings in steady revenue into your budget and gives you skill sets that can help you just in case you do lose your job or you want to transition out of your job into having your own business. So 
look at it as a something as a backup plan or a supportive plan or a simultaneous thing. Because there was a time when I started Archangel Services when I started to make in six weeks more than I was making in, say, a year on my job. Now, the thing that happens when you do get to that point, you have to learn how to trust yourself. So me billing and generating two months worth of billing at Archangel was more than what I was making full time on my job. So my thing is, is that I had to learn how to trust myself because even though I was doing that, I still trusted my job more than myself. And that took me to like look at myself and say, why am I trusting someone more than myself? Now, the thing that happened to me was that I was offered a job as a supervisor or I was offered to be given a severance package because my job at the time, my last job was restructuring and they they offered me a position or they offered me a severance package, but I had already had my company already up and running. I had an office literally that was blocks away from my job. I found a Regis office that was close to my job. And so I essentially took the severance package and I trusted myself. And I figured that, hey, if it doesn't work, I have... I can always go back and get a job. Well, I haven't looked back since then. But the thing is, is that I was doing those things simultaneously because two years after I left the company, they wound up closing. And so a lot of people lost their 401ks. They lost money. They lost time. They weren't reimbursed. And I took my 401k with me when I left. But the thing is, is that I'm glad I bet on myself. And I'm not saying that that is always the case. But I always say it's good to have something that you're building and working on, even if it doesn't become some large entity or something like that. It's just the fact that it just builds your esteem. It gives you something to do. It keeps the mind going. You know, I know a lot of people all say I need a regular paycheck. Well, we all need a regular paycheck. So start a business that provides early income, build a portfolio of micro jobs and ventures to spread your income risk. Work part-time while you build the venture or encourage your partner to work full-time while you take risks. Have a plan B so you can go without income for six to 12 months as your venture builds. Now, this is another way to say that you are wanting to take the leap out of your job into your company. So, you set up safety measures. Maybe if you're married and you say, okay, well, let's reduce our expenditures and you do this and then I'll save up enough money to cover us for six to 12 months as I build my venture. But me, because I had children, because I had a mortgage, because I had a wife, I decided to say, you know what? I'm not going to leave my job. I'm going to just work more and I'm still going to figure out how to stay connected to my children, to my family, and still carry out my husbandly duties to be there to maintain my home. But my thing is, is that I was still building a business because there are times that we have dead time. A lot of people may not even notice this, but since COVID, there has been, I don't know how many TV series, how many movies that come out with, and people now have at least five shows that they watch per week. And they spend at least five, six, up to 10 hours or more watching television. And my thing is, is that why not take an hour a day 
to work on your business. Why not take two hours a day? Try to work at least 10 to 15 hours on your business, even if you're just planning and doing the groundwork of just getting your EIN and getting your corporate structure, getting your bank account, getting an accountant, coming up with an actual business plan, and then doing things like sales calls, reaching out to people to get new contracts and new customers. Like spend so many hours a week doing that until you build up to the point where you're bringing in consistent revenue. So those are things that I would always say to give yourself a safety net or to build up to leave your job if that's what you choose to do. There are a lot of people who say, well, I have a mortgage. I can't be messing around with having my own business. And it says, no four words have killed more great business ideals than I have a mortgage. Nobody wants to lose their home or move house to unsettle the, their children. You move out of your house to you know, unsettle your children. But if you have a good business idea and you're a hard worker, my guess is you will not meet the mortgage payment. You, you will meet your mortgage payment. You will meet it. You'll crush whatever you have to do if you put your mind to it and you plan it out. You don't do abrupt things as far as that. It's not like on TV or whatever. Well, one minute you're poor and the next minute you're on a yacht. You're built up to that point. You build up to leaving. You build up to that. And you don't look at your circumstances as reasons why you don't do it. You look at your circumstances and say, this is the reason why I want to do it. Because I don't want a mortgage. I want to make enough money to pay my house off. I want enough money to pay, have not have a car note or credit card bills. I want to be a six to seven figure earner outside of my job so that I don't have any debt. So that if I want to leave my job, I can enjoy my business people might say this, I don't know how to run a business. So I say things like this, join an entrepreneurial group, read a lot, do things like online courses. There's so many online courses. There's so many things on YouTube. There are things out there that can give you the basis. So you can start off with just the actual structure of a business, how to structure your business, how to operate it. Because whatever you go into, there's someone on this planet that's done it before you. And you can look at what they've done. You can you can take the good parts that fit into what you want to do and you can put it into what you want to do. Like I went to Vegas years ago. It's probably maybe 2003, like a year or so before I really like maybe six months before I really got my business off the ground and got going. I went and did the tour at Zappos. When I went to Vegas, they had a tour. So I toured Zappos because I didn't understand the concept of how are they able to sell shoes without shoe stores? How were they doing an online business that provided you with shoes that you wanted and you could just basically get them shipped to you and they had no brick and mortar store? Well, the thing is, is that I wanted to figure out how do I deliver therapy services without a bunch of employees coming to a building? So I wanted to be able to structure Archangel Services as a virtual company back then. I wanted everyone to be outside of the office, but I wanted to be able to maintain client services documentation without people coming to the office. And so we have achieved that goal of being that way where we're in seven cities and we're able to manage all of that without people coming into the office. So Zappos sort of gave me a blueprint on that. So I'm saying always find someone else who's done it and use their business plan or their format and put it into your own format of how you want to look at your business. You can steal things from people 
all over and you can self-educate yourself. You say, well, I don't have a big ideal. Well, too many entrepreneurs screw up because they spend forever researching their big ideal, only to realize there is not a market for it. Develop a portfolio of ideals. Get the best ones into the market quickly. Learn if there is an opportunity and adapt. Ideas will come to you when you are in the market. The challenge is knowing which ones not to pursue. So I always say, like, try and try again. Well, before I started Archangel Services, I had a lawn service. I used to make toys. I was trying to get toys on the market. And I even got a patent for one uh, water gun that shot water balloons. So I sold paintings. I used to do artwork. I used to sell paintings. So the name of that company was called Fistful of Paint. I got it from a parody of Clint Eastwood, uh, Fistful of Dollars, one of his old cowboy movies. Well, I did several businesses and then I even contracted with other people as just a therapist of myself with contracting. And I tried several different things. And the thing that I realized that I was actually good at is working with children, technology, and the fact that I wanted to do therapy services different. And so that was the thing that stuck. And that was the thing that I I built my business on. So I would say do tester things. You know, you can do multiple things under one heading to find out what works and then go in that direction. So don't feel like you have to be stuck to an ideal. Just figure out what the market wants that fits with your ideas that you come up with. And the more you do things, the more creativity and the things will come to your spirit that will lead you in a direction of coming up with the thing that works for you. And you people will say, well, I don't know if I have what it takes. Well, you'll never know if you don't try. Being good at what you do, hardworking, resilient, and honest are the foundation to start a business. Believe me, the pressure of building a venture and earning that regular paycheck will bring out skills you never knew you had or revigorate your skills that, that lay dormant in the, the company job for too long. So like sometimes you could be really good at something when you were younger, like, but then you stop doing it because you just go to work, you come home, you take care of your family, you do your own duties, you do whatever you have to do. And there are other things that you may be good at. You might be a phenomenal at baking. And because you go to work, you come home and you you stop baking, but you were good at that. And it's like, well, at this point, what could you do with a baking skill? For example, you could write a cookbook. You could actually start your own small line of baked goods. You can start a YouTube channel and just give instructions on how to bake. You can start your own show. So you can do multiple things. You can do weekend classes online or you can have in-person classes with people on the weekend where they come in and learn how to bake and do things like that. So there are things that you could do, but you have to work on those skills and you have to like reach back to what you're good at. The other thing is that people say, what if I fail? Failure is good. You know, that, that can be a good thing provided you fail quickly, cheaply, ethically, and learn from it. Failure is part of the innovation and entrepreneurship process. In the early days, think of business as a series of experiments where it grows through trial and error. The key is to fail small so that you preserve capital and live to fight another day. If you fail big, at least you had to go 
and learn more about business and yourself than you ever would in a boring company, company job. Well, you can lose on your job where you can go for a promotion and you don't get it. And then you learn like, what didn't I do right to get that promotion or to get that position as a, as a new director? Or you can try it as a entrepreneur. You can say, well, I'm going to fail often because if, you, if you're trying, that means you're failing because you fail your way to success. You don't look up to success. You actually fail your way to success. I get so many failures every week. Sometimes phone calls not being returned. People don't pay me on time. Sometimes some things that I wanted to implement to the company didn't work right. So there are so many things that happens to the point where I have gotten used to things being a failure or things not working. And I don't take them personal. I just take it as success leaves clues. It actually gave me the direction saying, hey, that's not the direction to go. Go in this direction. So when things don't work, sometimes it's, it's the universe telling you that that's not the way to go. Go this way. And so I've learned to say, don't take this personal, take it as a learning experience. And I have lost big on some things. And I also have succeeded big on some things. So I would say, always try and keep trying and be self-aware. When you feel the thing is not working and you've exhausted it, that might be the thing that that Mr. Wonderful says on Shark Tank. You take it in the backyard and shoot it, leave it alone and, and do the next thing. The other, the last thing that I will say is that what will people want to care about? What will people think about them? What do people think? And I always say, who cares what people think? Succeed or fail, you follow your dream, learn new skills, and in many cases, do have life-changing experiences that is surely more rewarding than wasting away in a job that you don't like or not going after what you want because you're worried about what people think. People are going to think whatever they're going to think about you, and that is not your issue. Live your life because when they put you in that pine box and it's over, you're the only one that's going to be in that box. So my thing is, is that go for what you want in life and don't hesitate. Don't look back. Go for it. Fail, succeed, but live your life and enjoy this experience on this planet. And if having a business is, is something that you want to try to do, then go for it and give it a try. And if you don't succeed the first time, keep trying. But I always say study as much as you possible. I usually do two to four hours a day of some form of education in terms of video, audio books, seminar. I always have that going because what that does is it drowns out any negative thoughts, but it also gives me information on what I'm working on. So if I'm working on a specific thing, such as right now, if I'm working on like the end of the quarter books, I might study things about, you know, accounting. Even though I have an accountant, I'll study things about counting and what things are good and bad. I might study credit for business credit. I might study a lot of different things that that help me become more resourceful in that area, which will also make me a better client for my accountant. I also been studying business structure and how to structure the business in a way that gives us more success in terms of having a multi-state business and how do we fuse all this together to where everything kind of connects. So always study what you're going through or what you're trying to get to. So 
this should give you some hope or it should erase some of your excuses. And I hope you enjoyed the podcast on having excuses for not starting a business and getting rid of those excuses and jumping into the entrepreneurial game. I appreciate you listening and have a great, great day.